0: to Thoughts and Tea here on Radio Africa 1804. I am your host, Lori Lee. Last week, we talked about the importance of using empowering language, specifically when we tell our own stories. It was um, a really interesting topic and something that is really near and dear to me right now. I've been really working on myself when it comes to that, right? To truly be able to not only speak positively about myself, but to be unapologetic about it. And even more importantly than that, to encourage those around me, especially women, to do the same. Because I think a lot of the damage comes from that negative experience Of having your confidence or self-promotion met with negativity, right? Um, That's what gets us in the habit of downplaying ourselves. And I don't want to be complicit in that. I never want a woman to walk away from an interaction with me feeling like she was wrong for speaking about herself powerfully. So if I've ever made a woman feel that way before, I apologize for it because I know how that feels. So if you've been, you know, here with me, listening to me, or if today is your first time listening to Thoughts and Tea, please know that these discussions are meant to be meaningful to you as the listener, but also to me, right? I'm speaking to myself too. I am... Always trying to grow and evolve. I want to be a better human. And if you're listening, you know, you must want to do the same. And my goal is to spark to spark something after each show in you, right? So whether you choose to take the conversation forward with people around you, or maybe you reach out to me with questions or even an opposing opinion, um, or maybe you get inspired, right, by a book I mentioned and you choose to read it or watch a show or movie that I discussed. Whatever it is, I'm just, you know, I'm grateful for this hour and for you engaging with me on Thoughts and Tea. Um, last week's topic really got me thinking about friendship. And I was thinking, even as I was preparing for last week, right? I was saying, like, there's a lot, of, um, a lot of pieces to this that correlate or come up when you think about friendship. Because for many of us, you know, as we think about times when we were made to feel like we were full of ourselves or too aggressive Um, or patting ourselves on the own back for wanting to celebrate a win, it was often because a friend made us feel that way. Someone who we thought would be just as happy as us made us feel small in that moment, right? Either by questioning our accomplishment or minimizing it. So I started thinking to myself, or really asking myself, why we continue to expose ourselves to people who don't want the best for us? People masked as friends, right? Who are just waiting to see us fall or expecting to see us fall. Why do we hold on to friendships way past their expiration date? So I wanted to dig a little deeper into that and really understand the meaning of friendship compared to how we actually use the term today, right? With social media and Facebook and friending people, unfriending them, we've started to use this term, this friendship or friend really loosely. So friendship is defined as a relationship of mutual affection between people, right? So although there are many forms of friendship, um depending on where you're from, things vary from place to place. There are certain specific characteristics that should be present in friendship. So we're talking about affection, kindness, love, virtue, uh, empathy, sympathy, honesty, altruism, loyalty. Forgiveness, mutual understanding, um, generosity, compassion, enjoying each other's company, you know, a, a certain level of trust, the ability to truly be yourself, express your feelings, and make mistakes, right, without the fear of this person judging you. So there are characteristics these that I just mentioned, that should be present, right? They should be present in our friendships. If I make a list of all the friends I have, I don't think that they all meet these quote-unquote requirements, right? If we're really being honest with ourselves, even looking at the kind of friend I am, There are only a handful of people that I can confidently say I give all of those things to. Not because I don't want to, but because it's hard to be all of those things to so many people, right? I mean, we have whole lives and bills to pay and responsibilities to ourselves and to our families. So if you're thinking about your friends and you write down a list, and you've got like 20 plus people on there, I can almost guarantee that you're not all of those things to all of those people, right? Unless that's all you do, right? (laughs) Unless you're just at home sitting all day trying to be a good friend to everyone, right? That's the only way I can see it working. If you don't have to work out, if you don't have a job, if you don't have a family to take care of, then yeah, maybe you can be all of those things to 20 plus people. But most of us are just doing the best we can when it comes to our friendships or at least the best with the tools we have, with what we know. So I think because it's so hard to really get all of those things from one person, we end up developing multiple friend-like bonds, right? So maybe you have one friend that's a great listener, one friend who's great to party with, one friend who's always supportive, another one that never judges you, another one that always shows up, you know, really that person you can always depend on. In a way, I think we've lowered the bar for what it means to be a friend. We don't expect all of these amazing characteristics from one person. And so we allow someone to become a friend just for providing one or two of those things. And then before you know it, years go by of having this relationship that really only delivers on one thing. And we start to believe that that person is a friend. But if you think back to that definition, listing all of those characteristics, it didn't say that a person is your friend when you, you know, when they meet only one of these requirements. No, a friendship should include all of those things. So we find ourselves in situations where we've put a lot of stock in or given a lot of credit To someone who doesn't deserve it. It's like giving a promotion to someone who never really did the job in its entirety. It's not the person's fault. It's our own, right? We gave them this title for doing so little. And now we're disappointed because we're not getting what we need from this relationship. There are a lot of, you know, layers to this, right? When I've been thinking about friendship for the last week and it's so, it's like an onion, right? You peel, there's something else. You peel, there's something else. It's really not one size fits all. So I wanted to look at it from a few different angles. And the one that's so just blatant to me that's right there is the friendship that was never really a friendship at all. So to explain that a little bit, I'll share share a personal example with you, right? So a few years ago, I met a young woman at work and we bonded, right? We bonded over this mutual frustration with our jobs and we started having lunch together every day. Now, I was only at this job for about four or five months before I moved on because I really wasn't happy in it. And she was someone that I could vent to, right? We had opened this door and I could vent to her and she could vent to me. And at first, it wasn't really about personal stuff, right? We just complained a lot about work. We complained to each other about what was happening in our office, on our leadership team. And over time, we started to slowly expand into other areas. And when I really look at myself, when I'm being honest with myself, in truth, I think I saw a little bit of me in her. She was excellent at what she did, and she wasn't getting the recognition she deserved for it. And that had been my story for years. So I really identified with her. And I remember in my last days at the company, um, I think I had already accepted the offer or I was negotiating my offer. And I was sitting at my desk and, you know, and her desk was near mine and she got up. And after a few minutes, I got a text from her asking to meet her in the bathroom. And so I went in there and she started just venting to me about this, you know, conversation she had just had with, um, with our director. And she was in tears, right? She was so frustrated, and I felt her pain, and I had been in those shoes so many times before. And I wanted to do something about it. So I told her right then and there, I'm gonna be leaving, and when I leave, I'm going to a really great company and I think it's something you would enjoy doing too and I'm gonna have the opportunity to hire my own team and I'm going to bring you with me and I kept my word when I left that job I moved on to bigger and better I as soon as I had an opportunity to hire she was the first person I called and I wanted to be the kind of boss to her that I had always wished I had, right? Someone who wanted to see me grow, someone to advocate for me, someone to push me and reward me when I deserved it. Someone who cared about me professionally and personally. And so I did that, right? I did it with all my heart. She really was amazing at her job, and she deserved the praise, the responsibility, the trust, and the credit I came to give her. Now, a lot of times when we go into these relationships, these friendships, right, we do so for murky reasons, right? We do so to fill something in ourselves, and that's what was happening here. I just didn't see it at the time this relationship with my coworker, right? Someone who reported to me began to feel like a friendship to me because I was righting a wrong that had been done to me and I was so intentional about it. So I really cared. You know, I really saw her in this way. I had struggled earlier on in my career working with and working for people who didn't really see me. So I was going above and beyond to really see her. We were spending a lot of time together naturally, right? Because we were working on a really big project. And before we knew it, we were opening up about a a lot of non-work related things. And in my head, she became one of my closest friends, like a little sister almost. And if you listened to my episode on sisterhood, you know how seriously I take that, right? Having a sister. I fiercely protect my sister. And I stepped into the same kind of role here. And a lot of this, I'm a little embarrassed to say, but it's the truth. I love this girl. I enjoyed being there for her. I loved how much she knew she could depend on me. It fed my ego in a way. When she was upset about something or when someone mistreated her, she knew she could come to me and I would come to her rescue. Whether it was a client, a coworker, a vendor, or another leader, you name it. If you disrespected her or hurt her in any way, I was jumping in. Now she never asked me to. I want to be clear about that. That was my choice. I chose to be that person for her. And in a twisted way, I think it felt like I was jumping in for me at that age. So I was happy to do it and I took pride in it. And this went on for a few years, right? I remember ignoring the signs that this may not be a real friendship. I mean, it clearly wasn't, she worked for me. But I I tried to ignore it. You know, I remember the first time that as her manager, I asked her to do something that she didn't want to do. We had a client coming in around the same time that our team would be celebrating this big milestone. And as a leader, as somebody who had, you know, planned the business, I felt like I deserved to be there when we crossed this milestone. So I asked her to entertain the client. And she was pissed about it. She wanted, you know, that opportunity to be celebrating with the group. And after that, she went around speaking to people negatively about me, right? Implying that I was a bad manager. And it of course got back to me, and at first I was upset, but then I just let it go. you know, she's my friend. And ultimately when you manage people, they will inevitably be mad at you for something, right? That's just how it goes. So this work relationship went on disguised as a friendship for years. I was inviting her into my personal life, never realizing that it was one-sided, right? She would tell me about all the players in her life, all the people, what was going on with them, but she never mixed the two worlds. I just didn't notice. So now fast forward to a point when she wanted to grow professionally, and I could tell she was ready for a promotion, right? But there was nothing available. The next step would really be for her to replace me, and at the time, I wasn't going anywhere. So I encouraged her to look elsewhere, right? I wanted her to be happy. I wanted her to feel like her role was challenging, and I wanted her to get that bump in title that she deserved. So we looked at job descriptions together. I helped with her resume. I helped prep her for interviews. And ultimately, she found something, you know, that seemed to be a good fit. I celebrated with her, and I was truly happy to see this kind of growth. Again, because that was something I had missed out in my career. Right? Someone who really wanted to see me grow And didn't try to hold me back so that I could stay up under them so I wanted to be different I wanted to be supportive and after she left and moved on to this new role things between us started to change a bit right we weren't seeing each other as much or talking as much but again I didn't harp on that that made sense we weren't working together so we weren't you know around each other from nine to six every day anymore but we were still friends and I mean this was really someone that I cared for. I had at this point asked her to be a bridesmaid in my wedding and I remember when we all came back from my bachelorette trip, my sister pointed out to me that while all the girls were posting pictures of the festivities all weekend, this particular person never did. and. Yeah, I thought that was really weird because she was very active on social media, but it still didn't trigger anything for me, right? I didn't realize at the time that she wasn't posting me or posting this event this weekend with all of my friends because they weren't her friends and I wasn't her friend. I just didn't see that at the time. And then while all of this is happening... Another friend of mine says, you know, she's really not your friend. You are a means to an end for her. And again, I thought, there's no way you just don't understand our friendship, right? Well, I was in for a rude awakening. A couple weeks later, my whole life was falling apart when, um, when my wedding was called off. And as you can imagine, I was dealing with a whole lot at this time. It was, it was and still is the biggest thing that's happened to me in my life. And she disappeared. She was gone. I mean, completely gone. A few weeks after that, she got engaged. I found out and I was so happy for her. But she didn't include me in her celebrations. I was hurt, but still kind of making excuses, thinking, well, maybe she was uncomfortable, right? Because I had just called off my wedding and maybe she thought it would be weird or awkward for me or that I might not want to celebrate. But then I thought, well, that goes against everything I've shown her in the past few years, right? I love to celebrate the people around me regardless of what I'm going through. So I did something that I really never did back then. I, I actually reached out and told her how I was feeling. I told her that I missed her and that I didn't wanna lose our connection and she apologized and said she felt the same and that we would get together soon. And then a month later, nothing had changed, so again, completely out of my comfort zone I tried another time but there was still no change and after three attempts I gave up right and I realized okay this friendship was completely one-sided I was now in the darkest place I'd ever been and she couldn't offer support or kindness or just an ear to listen So fast forward again a few months later, and I get this awesome new job with Google. And at that point, we hadn't spoken in months, but she found out about the job, and she reached out to me and said congrats and asked if we could meet up for drinks. And I was a little reluctant, but then I thought, I should have an open mind, right? Maybe she was going through something at the time, and I just didn't know. I thought, there's enough love here for us to kind of pick up where we left off. Well, that same friend said to me, are you sure you wanna do this, right? Do you remember how sad you were when she disappeared? And I said, yeah, I wanna do it, I wanna talk, right? And she said, all right, well, try to go into it with no expectations. Well, the old Lori did not know how to go into anything without expectations. That's just not something I did. So, naturally, I was in for another really rude awakening. We sat down for drinks, and after a few minutes of congratulating me on this new opportunity, she began to complain about her job. Right? No mention of how I was doing post-breakup, post-calling off the wedding. She immediately went in to complain about her new job. How unhappy she was. How difficult her new boss was. How much it was affecting her life. And then it hit me. This is what I am to her. Based on all I had shown her in the past, she expected me to come to her rescue again. Maybe for me to bring her on at Google with me. Or maybe for me to advocate for her to take my position once I left. It really hit me like a ton of bricks. But I got the message. I understood in that moment that this had never been a friendship. I was the one who called it that. We had a great work relationship, but I was just her boss. I had to look deep within myself to realize how much my need to fully love and support, had created this false sense of friendship. Friendship is a two-way street. So think about that. How many times have you been in that position when you assume that because you feel one way about someone, they must feel the same, right? How often are you blind to a lack of reciprocity? Sometimes we give someone the title of friend when they haven't earned it. My sister posted something on Instagram this week that said, nobody has played me more than I have played myself. And I thought that was so true, right? How many times do we put ourselves in situations even though we know better? Even though we know the person that we're dealing with. We choose to paint it differently, or to see it, right, with rose-colored glasses. We ignore what's right in front of us. We can see with our eyes that something is wrong, but we ignore it. And we choose to pretend like we don't see it, right? Continuing to live with the lie we're telling ourselves. Friendship requires mutual love, kindness, and consideration. One of the joys of friendship is feeling that happiness that comes from truly being there for for someone and knowing that they are there for you, right? It's not just about what you get out of it, what you do for that person, but it's also what you do for yourself by being a good friend. And I'm not saying that what this person did was wrong. When When we have someone in our lives that helps us grow and achieve certain goals, We should absolutely do whatever we have to to maintain that relationship. I was wrong for not accepting it for what it was, for ignoring what was in front of me, and allowing myself to value and depend on something that wasn't really there. Too often, we give people passes in our lives, right? Credit that's undeserved, friendship that isn't earned, Take a close look at the people you call friends. Are the feelings mutual? Does that person give you the same trust that you're dishing out? You gotta really think about that. In addition to friends that were never friends at all, I think we have to look at those friends who have become toxic. And toxic, I think, is another one of those words that's really thrown around, right? It's a really strong word. But sometimes it's super appropriate. There are so many ways to describe a toxic friendship. But the one that rings the most true to me is a friendship where you feel that support and compassion is never there you feel minimized when they brush off what you're going through or just flat out ignore it, right? They don't respond when you ask for help or support. Basically, they're just not there for you. And I wanna consider this separately from those friendships that were never really friendships because in looking at my own experiences and through talking with people about what friendship means to them, I've found that it's it's really common for good friendships to become toxic. So I don't want to say that they were never friends to begin with, even though that may be true sometimes. Over the last week, I've um, Mm -hmm. read a bunch of different articles about what makes a toxic friend. And in reading them and talking to people about them, I tried to put together a list that, that I think hits the nail on the head, right? Something to make it easy for us to spot those toxic friends and, and hopefully do something about it. So the first is the world revolves around them. It's all about them all the time. You bring something up about yourself You know, you're sharing an experience or something that you're doing, something that you're going through. And all of a sudden, we're right back to talking about them. They have a way of relating everything back to themselves. How can there be mutual anything with someone like that? They're never really listening to you. They're just looking for ways to make what you're saying about them. That's not a friend. Another is they don't respect your boundaries. If you tell them that you don't like something that they do, and they keep doing it, won't stop, right? And they'll make you feel ridiculous for having an issue with it. They won't respect your space. They are inappropriate with you and maybe inappropriate with your partner. They cross lines that they know are there because they feel like they can. That person is toxic. Or there's drama. Drama filled. Friendships aren't supposed to be filled with drama. If you're constantly having to have a talk or air something out, there's probably a problem there. I read that um, a toxic friend tends to be someone who sucks us in, right? They suck us in either by being like really grandiose or by being this sad creature that needs our help all the time that's interesting to me because I think I think about all of these reality shows right especially the housewives franchise all these women do is fight and argue and have to have a sit down and I mean let's be honest there's that's probably the reason why we watch right for the drama of it all but it's entertaining it's not friendship it's just not friendship Toxic friends are also hypocrites, I think, right? They make you feel bad for not being there for them, but they won't have any problems not being there for you. They'll expect so much from you, holding you to a different standard. And because they're so filled with drama and can go off so easily, you probably don't call them out on it. You let them get away with it to avoid having to deal with their drama. Another thing to help you figure out whether or not a friendship has become toxic is if the person is too needy. A friend that doesn't give you the space to have your own life has got to go if they don't If they want to be with you all the time, involved in everything you're doing, if they take you away in times that you should be really focused on yourself or on your work or on your family, they are not a good friend. Have you ever had a friend who knew you were going to be somewhere? You know, maybe you were just with them and you say, Oh, later on today, I have this really important meeting, so I'm going to spend some time preparing for it, and then, you know, I'll give you a call after. And then during the meeting, or while you're prepping for the meeting, your phone keeps going off because they're texting you all these things that they think are important, instead of knowing that you need this time to focus on yourself, that's not a good friend. A friend that's jealous of your other friends is toxic. And I think that's something that comes up a lot, right? Because it's weird. It can feel like they're somehow protecting you from others because they love you so much. So they're always pointing out negative things about your other friends. But in actuality, it's completely unhealthy. If all they do is find bad things to say about the other people in your life, what they're really trying to do is isolate you. They want to possess you. They want to own you. They don't want you to have anything or anyone outside of them. If that's not toxic, I mean, I don't know what is. Another big thing is competition. And this reminds me of what we talked about last week. Are you really my friend if you can't take a second to celebrate my accomplishment instead of competing with it? You don't even need to be competing with them. In their mind, this is a competition. They are competing with you. Anything you do, anything you have, if they're not part of it, (laughs) they have to compete with you, right? They have to outdo you. That's exhausting. I mean, like, you know, how, how, how can we be friends if we're in a state of constant competition? Toxic friends are also expert liars. They know you. They understand you. They know exactly what buttons to push, right? To tug at your heartstrings. They'll lie easily to get what they want from you. To get you to focus your attention on them. They're so good at lying that they do it unnecessarily, right? They start lying in moments that do no good or harm. They're just lying because they can. Essentially almost trying to control you, right? Oh, I know Lori. She's she's so she's so sensitive. She's an empath. If I if I pull out my violin and play a little bit and, and cry about how difficult XYZ was, she'll she'll give me what I need. They're manipulating us. They can also copy you, right? Imitation. You know that saying, imitation is um, the highest form of flattery. Well, (laughs) not when it comes to friendship. If you have a friend who does everything you do, right? Everything you try, they try. That's not friendship. And I think that one can be a little murky because in some ways you can be inspired by something a friend does or motivated by something a friend does. And so you try to work and and do something similar. That's different than seeing someone do something specific, not acknowledging it, and then going out and doing the same thing. Right? If... If you have a friend, let's take something simple, who has a new hairstyle and you say, oh my God, I love it. It looks so good on you. I've been wanting to try something new. I think I'm going to try that. Okay, that's one thing. But you could see that friend, see that hairstyle, not comment on it, not say a word, and then just show up two weeks later with the same thing. That's a little weird right? That's not normal. And if you can't see that, then I would highly recommend you go watch Single White Female from the 90s. If you've got a friend that is just doing everything you do and copying all these little things, that's, that's headed for a really bad direction. Another is a friend that, um, How can I put this? Like a friend that makes you feel responsible for them. Right? We're all supposed to be responsible for our own lives, for ourselves. So if you find yourself in a situation where you feel completely responsible for this person, for their happiness, for their success, that screams toxic. Right. That person has gotten really good at, you know, guilt tripping you and making you believe that if you don't show up for them, if you don't make yourself available to them, if you're not there for them, giving them what they need at all times, they will fall apart. And so you start putting this person before yourself. Right. I mean, no one wants to be responsible for someone hurting themselves right or for someone being depressed and so you start to accept this pressure and you start to neglect yourself or the things you need to do for yourself so that you can be there for that person there have been times in in friendships for me where I have felt really like oh my god you know Such and such person is really going through this. I've got to come up with the money to help her. Regardless of what bills I have to pay or what I may need to do, that's not healthy, right? Because if I start giving you all my money, A, you never learn to work for it for yourself, and B, I can't take care of myself. So who's going to take care of both of us when I run out of money, We should not feel responsible for our friends. They're not our children. Right? Their lives don't depend on ours. They've got to be able to make things happen for themselves. And nine times out of ten, if they're coming to you repeatedly and depending on you, it's because you've allowed them to. You've opened the door. You've wanted to be that person. And lastly, and, you know, and this one is, is a really big one to me, is someone who's always putting you down. Right? If you think about it, do you have someone like that in your life? Someone who shoots down all of your ideas, focuses on your flaws, or creates flaws for you, How is that friendship? Right? We're supposed to be lifting each other up and yet they have mastered the art of taking the wind out of your sails. That's a toxic friend. We have to look at the friendships we have. Right? All these relationships that we are devoting time and energy to I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm in a place in my life now where I've come to understand how valuable my time and efforts are. I only want to put them into things that are healthy, things that are helping me grow, things that serve me and my ultimate goal of living my best life. Time is precious. So why should we continue to spend it on things and situations that aren't adding anything positive to our existence? These toxic friendships are like time sucks and energy sucks. All they do is take away from our lives. So I think it's important for us to have those tough conversations with ourselves. Ask yourself, is this friendship worth my time? Is this friendship going somewhere? Is this friendship giving me the space to evolve and become the best version of me? You know, or is this friendship adding color to my life, giving me a new perspective, teaching me something? These are really important questions. Sometimes we hold on to friendships out of default. Just because you've been friends for a long time doesn't mean you have to put up with someone who constantly disappoints you. Having um, having a lot of memories with someone doesn't give them license to put you down, to diminish who you've become. Sometimes people can only see us as we once were, right? Not as who we've become or who we are becoming. In those cases, it's okay to let that person go. If we met when I was 14 and irresponsible, and now I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a successful businesswoman, should you really still be treating me as that irresponsible 14-year-old? Is that really how you should still be seeing me? If I'm trying to better myself, and all you can do is remind me of all the mistakes I've made, are you really my good friend? No, you're not. You're toxic, and there's no room for you where I'm going. We have to learn to be okay to let some people go. Sometimes, friendships are just for a season, and that's okay. Letting it go doesn't mean that you failed somehow. It just means that you grew in separate directions. You can care for someone from afar. Right? I can still always love someone that was once a friend, but no longer be friends with them. It's okay to put yourself and your peace of mind first. It's not selfish to walk away from someone who makes you feel down. Friendships are meant to uplift us. And when they can't do that anymore... We have to be strong enough to walk away. I think the key here is being able to recognize the difference between a toxic friendship and a friendship that is going through a rough patch. Right? I think about one of my favorite shows, Insecure, which airs on HBO. And Insecure was created by Issa Rae, who also stars in it. And this is another one of those black shows that we should all be watching, right? We should all be watching and all be supporting. Um, I say that all the time, right? If we want representation on the screen, we need to be supportive. And this is this is one of those shows. It's really good. And I think I talked about it before um, when I did the episode on jealousy and envy. But I just touched on it briefly. I... I I didn't go into too much detail, but I really want to dive into it today, right? Because what I love about Insecure is that it follows these two best friends. And while the show focuses a lot on their love lives, the main storyline has always been their friendship. Issa and, and Molly have been friends for a really long time. They really know each other, right? They know each other's history. But this past season, we've seen like a real collapse in their bond. And it was so real to me. I think this is something that happens to many of us really often, right? When you get into those double-digit friendships, friendships that have lasted 10, 20 years, I think some kind of breakdown, like the one we saw play out this season, is inevitable. Because if we're human, we're constantly growing and changing. And unfortunately, we don't all do it at the same pace or in the same direction. When we're in a friendship, we play a role, right? And it's usually based on who we were when the friendship started. And as we grow into ourselves, into who we were destined to be, things change and we start to upset the balance of the friendship. If both parties aren't ready to acknowledge each other's growth or if both parties aren't ready to accept the new roles that they each want to play, things start to crumble Issa's character has grown leaps and bounds over the last two seasons, while I think Molly is still um, still kind of struggling to figure some things out about herself, right? And it's so funny. When you watch, you kind of end up rooting for Issa. I think that's just the nature of how the show plays out, and... I'm talking about it. Like, I talk about it with colleagues. I talked about it with friends. And everybody's mad at Molly. And I keep thinking to myself, are you not a Molly sometimes? Like, when we're listening to someone complain about her and they're saying she's not a good friend, she's not this, she's not that. And I'm looking at that person thinking, you did the exact same thing, right? Like, it's it's funny how people have... A hard time recognizing things in themselves. But in if you look across all of your friendships, I'm sure there are times you've been Issa and there are times you've been Molly. That's just what it is. So when Issa is growing and making new friends, and she's following her gut, she's pursuing her dreams the balance in their friendship is thrown off. And this growth, I mean, it serves Issa well everywhere in her life except her friendship, right? She achieves something big. She makes this huge event happen without Molly's help. And that's not how things have worked in their relationship before. So for Molly, it's gonna be unsettling. Right, she may not realize what she's truly mad at, but that's what it is. And so she ends up finding a way to make it about her. She starts a fight with Issa at her event, creates some drama, right? Putting down her achievement. All toxic friendship signs. But the relationship wasn't always toxic. It became this way because Isa evolved. She can't undo her evolution because she's happier now. Her evolution allows her to open the door with her ex, someone she still loves and misses, right? It allows her to see something through, a big event from start to finish. She wouldn't have had those opportunities if she gave up her growth to appease her friend and that situation just feels so real to me because it happens right you grow apart and the inability to acknowledge and accept the growth turns the friendship toxic I've been there and it's hard and you miss the person so you keep trying and and like on the show You know, like Issa and Molly, maybe you have a couple somewhat successful hangout sessions. But if you don't address the real issue, that breakdown is imminent, right? And that's what we saw happen. So what do you do in those situations? I think you have to look at the friendship closely. Really think about whether or not it's time to let it go or to fight for it. Like I said earlier, sometimes we just have to walk away. But other times we have to fight for that friendship, right? And there's no guarantee that it'll work, but it's worth fighting for if at one point it had all those amazing characteristics, right? If both people are willing to hear each other out, and recognize the growth in one another, or maybe accept that someone has changed and and someone has not changed, you can salvage the friendship. I mean, secretly, that's what I'm hoping we'll see next season on Insecure, right? Because the season ended with both ladies meeting up for heart-to-heart because they truly missed each other and recognized that the friendship had a lot of good in it before this breakdown occurred. When you think back to that definition of friendship that I shared earlier, use it to analyze your friendships, right? Did you once feel that mutual kindness and respect and love and support and honesty and generosity and understanding from this person? If that's the case, then there's there's a chance that if you both want it, you can get back there, right? And it's worth fighting for. Friendships are very important. That's something I had to learn because I have such a close bond with my sister that that's always been my default, right? I would not open myself up or have those difficult heart-to-hearts and let people know that they hurt my feelings because I'm supposed to be strong and my feelings don't get hurt. And at the end of the day, I have my sister, so whatever. But friendships are important, right? We need people in our circles. And so if it's worth it to you, it might make all the difference if you can be vulnerable with that person. Have a real honest conversation right? Take the time to evaluate where you are and decide if you see value in having this friendship long term. Sometimes the answer is no, right? And if that's the case, then fine, let it go. But if there is a chance, if you can see yourselves growing together, give it a chance. And giving it a chance doesn't mean just moving forward like nothing happened, right? I mean, really taking the time to address where you're at, address what got you here and what you both need in order to move forward. Communicate authentically and clearly. That's the only way. So that's my challenge to you for this week. If 2020 has taught us anything, it's that tomorrow isn't promised, right? So we need to live the lives we want now. So take the time to clean house. Make a list, right? Make a list of all the people you consider friends. And I'm not talking about acquaintances. and No, I'm talking about people that you call friends look at that list and evaluate it honestly there are probably a few people on there that were never really friends to begin with so you can start by just crossing those out right that's easy then look at what's left are there any toxic friendships on your list? If so, you know, do the work to figure out which ones you need to get rid of and which ones you need to mend. The ones that you want, the ones that you want to be better, act on it. Call them. Make the time to really talk. Talk about how that person has made you feel. Tell them you want to work on the friendship Give them the space to tell you how you've made them feel. Hear each other out and decide on a path forward. There's just no point in engaging in relationships that don't serve us. Friendships that we speak negatively about, right? If you never have anything good to say about that friend Every time you talk about them, it's another story about how they disappointed you or made you feel this way or made you feel that way. Why keep them if they're going to stay in that state, right? If it's fixable, if you feel like it can be a good friendship again, fix it. As long as what each of you needs doesn't take away from what you need to give to yourselves, Figure out a way to hold on to that friendship. And for the toxic ones, just put them down and back away slowly, right? Give yourself that gift. Give you your time and energy back so you can focus it elsewhere on something that betters your life. Do what feels right for you. As always, if you have a friend or colleague that you think would have enjoyed today's topic, please let them know that the show will replay on Wednesday at six p.m. Next week, I think all this COVID and being quarantined has me missing my my travel days. I want to talk about travels and and how traveling can feed the soul. So. Mark your calendars for next Monday at 6 p.m. here on Radio Africa 1804. And remember, you can always catch up on past episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and now Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed this Thoughts and Tea Hour, please share the links on your social media channels. And even if you didn't enjoy them, please share them anyway because someone else might. In the meantime, if you have any thoughts or comments about friendship, please message me on Facebook at Lori Lee Kamo or on Instagram at Lori Lee underscore. Thank you for listening to Thoughts and Tea here on Radio Africa 1804.